G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Trader Cop Crypto Show. Today, I've got a returning guest that we have on once a month, Doc Severson of Ready, Set, Crypto Show, one of my favorite traders out there in the space, somebody who I respect very highly. And um, although we trade differently, we speak the same language, which seems to be a bit of a reoccurring theme with many of the trading guests that I have on board at the moment. So thank you so much for your time today, Doc. I appreciate it, mate. Hey, it's great to be back here, Craig. Yeah, look, I, I always love our chats, mate. We, uh, as I say, we, we trade slightly different styles, but we both uh, we both read the market in a very similar way. And um, you know, for the last last time we spoke, we were looking at the weekly chart or talking to the weekly chart about the break up where we saw the higher low and the higher high. We're sort of heading towards six thousand. Now we haven't spoken for a while because you went away for a trip over in in the UK, and um, since then a lot has happened. So what's the uh, what's the plan of attack for you at the moment, and what are you seeing? Plan of attack right now is when you get into range expansion like what we did from about 8,000 up to 14,000, a parabolic move like that that goes almost nearly straight up with the slope typically has what we call a hairy back to it. And so this is where, you know, I think one of the, the best things that we can do is get people not to chase after those. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I tell people all the time is, Psychologists have measured this, that the pain of sitting on the sideline, watching a market run away without you is actually much, much greater than if you'd actually taken a stop loss on just a normal trade. So the best thing that folks like you and I can do when it's going berserk to the upside is like time out, Mm. settle down, it'll come back to you. This is not the last rally you'll ever see in your life. It will be, you know, it's painful, but you missed it. And we got to work on you getting those high quality entries that don't necessarily feel good at lower prices. So right now we're going through a contraction phase. So range expansion, range contraction, we're digesting the gains. It'll probably come down a little lower than people expect it to and get all that FUD working again. And I love it when I see all the fear, uncertainty and doubt out there because I know that we're just about to trace another bottom. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Look, that's it's kind of what I've been covering quite um, I mean, I, I do a podcast every morning, five days a week, of course, just to do a market update. It's between five and 10 minutes long. And that's what I was saying throughout the whole thing. I had made the amount of people messaging me uh, on Facebook and whatnot saying, look, you know, when should we be getting in? When should we be getting in? They're like, I don't think I'll ever get 10,000 again. Well, they just got the opportunity if they wanted to. You know, people are freaking out, watching the market go out. And it plays into the psychology that you just said. It's that when things are like that, emotions run high. And when emotions run high, trading decisions go bad. Uh, and often it ends in regret and despair when all you required was a bit of patience. Now it's easy for us to say this because we've been doing this for, you know, 13 years, probably over nearly 40 years of experience between the two of us. Right? So from our point of view, it's, it's, we know what to do, but that doesn't stop the emotional side. It also makes it a lot easier when you're already long with margin, which, you know, I had a couple on there. (laughs) I was very happy to sit out and do nothing. People, you know, where's it going to pull back to? I'm like, look, honestly, when it does get parabolic like that, my answer is, I don't know. You know, there's, when Bitcoin goes on one of these runs, you, there's no predicting that works, really. I mean, you talked to where you thought it might have got a bit choppy sideways or pulled back from. My level was about 12,600. It did move well beyond that level. I think yours was somewhere similar, right? Mine was about 12,000. That's where I figured that we'd, we'd slow down, but it vastly exceeded that. Exactly. And I also had, like, I had a client, well, he's one of my apprentices, actually, he was in a trade on the two hour candle that he took. And there was a couple of real doozies as well, following the rules that I that I use. Um, and he was at 82 to one reward to risk, right? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, it's I mean, that's why I'm in this game. 
you know, that's the, that's the only reason. Uh, well, it's not the only reason, but as far as from a trading perspective, yeah. the reason I'm not trading foreign exchange is because you just don't get that sort of stuff, right? So he was, he called me up because I was in Noosa doing some fishing with my old man. And he called me up and he's, he said, you know, what should I do? I'm like, well, what are your options? He's, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Like, because I know that he ended up closing it out and he got about 20 odd percent on one singular trade on his entire account portfolio. Oh. And the only reason he got that was because he did not try and add more. He did not do silly things. He trailed his stop to where it should have been. And he did very, very well. And it's that sort of um, measured approach to a market that gives you long-term success. But we have seen it come back a couple of thousand bucks from the high. Where do you see us potentially pulling back to based on your analysis, Doc? The beginning of where I thought that it would come down to is right at the 61.8% retracement, which is right around 9,900. We almost tagged that today. Yeah. We did a couple of little toes in the water, right? Right under 10,000. And it bounced pretty significantly from that. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a few more lower highs set up before this thing is fully out. So I'm looking to get in again. I'm looking to re-add to a position maybe around 9,100 or so. Okay. And it's okay, it's okay if it goes below there because I've seen people going all the way from 6,500 down to, I think you know who is looking for 1,300 or something like that, right? He's but, hurting right now. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. I think he is. But, but again, I think the thing that we talk about all the time is like we don't have to be right about this. We don't have to be right. All we have to do is just to follow our plan yep. because – if you're waiting between 14,000 all the way down to 9,100, you've got a pretty significant pullback in there. You're getting a lot more edge in somebody that's chasing after this thing at 12 or 13,000. Mm, absolutely. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on a couple of things. I, I think we could potentially see a deeper pullback. Um, and look, that's, that's not based on thinking, right? I want, I want everyone to realize that, you know, when it comes to trading, there's a sign right there that says, trade what you see, not what you think. That's my rule. Don't think. When I think, I stuff things up. My job is not to think, it's to execute based on a plan. The thinking's done years and years and years ago and I'm thinking about who I'm going to work with and thinking about how I'm going to become a trader on my own and thinking about what markets and what timeframes. That's when I think. Now it's just a matter of cut and paste. And for me, I mean, I, I look back to, I look back in the past bull market that we had, which was really significant one, which was the run of 2017. And I, as you know, I use the 10 and 20 period moving average for that pullback into that cradle zone, I call it. That's my equilibrium point, my fair value on price. And, you know, throughout 2017, we saw three pullbacks of 39 to 40%. And we haven't seen that so far. From the lows, I think we're about, from the low to the high, about 369%. And we haven't seen a decent pullback yet. I mean, currently we have pulled back, I think about 26% given the lows of last night. No, 20, nearly 28% uh, on the lows of today um, from the highs of last week. Um, and of course, if we pull back in a bit further, and if, if, if I look at a 40% pullback here, that gets us down to, that gets us to 8,200. Now that gets me right in the middle of that cradle zone. Depending on how fast it occurs will depend on if I might change that. We do have a little bit of resistance from that daily chart, which was the old 2019 highs around that 8,800 mark. So you're 9,100, we're in the same sort of vicinity. But I mean, one thing we've got to remember is that this is Bitcoin and it will do whatever it wants to do. And, um, you know, we just need to be aware. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, I started to see posts uh, and in some little groups and that, that, that are saying, oh, the, the bears are back in control. It's like, do you even know what a chart is? Because okay, so that, that's that's a great point. So, 
So let me throw this one out to you. Like, what would tell you that this is not just a bear market rally? Because I, I've gotten the same thing as well, too, and I'd love to hear what you would say about that. Well, for me, um, I mean, there's no time frame at all that's bearish to me. The, the weekly is in an uptrend. The daily is in it. Well, the daily is a little bit sloppy at the moment, but it's still in an uptrend. I trade trends, man. So for me, until the trend changes, well, nothing changes. And for me, the trend, I mean, on the daily, on the weekly, I mean, the monthly is a little bit of a funny one because it's a bit, you know, it's kind of just gone straight up in a line. I just don't see any evidence of any significant uh, pressure on the downward side at the minute. Now, we're traders, mate. We can change our minds when it, when it, when, you know, when time permits, but I just don't see anything there trend-wise. Okay. So I, I feel the same way as you then. From a trend perspective, until we start to see lower highs and lower lows on the weekly chart right now or high, higher highs and higher lows, we're still waiting to make a higher low on the monthly chart, like you said. But the other thing, too, is volume. Mm. Look at the volume. The volume's starting to come in and like big green candles. And yeah. it's actually, if you follow the trace of this, it's actually gotten stronger as the market's gone higher, which is good. That's a good sign. Yeah. So, and we're tailing off in the volume right now during the correction, which is perfect. Yep. So I want to see light and tailing volume yep. on corrections. So this is doing... Exactly. If I could, if I could like outline it on the chart and say, this is what I want over the next couple of weeks. I want this thing to take a nice long rest. Yeah. It's doing exactly what it should be doing. Couldn't agree with you more there. And uh, another thing regarding volume is where exactly is that volume coming from? I find that to be a valuable resource as well. And if you look at the CME futures, they've been, they've been trading very, very well. Now that to me says that it's, it's not your, um, mum and dad that's playing in that space. That's your institutions coming in and your bigger traders. Uh, and that's really important because derivative, the, 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 the um, addition of derivatives, and we've spoken about this before, so I'm not going to go right down that, that, that rabbit hole, but the addition of derivatives uh, allows institutions to be involved. Um, we're seeing it across the press now. We're seeing more money, more futures volume increasing quite significantly. And, um, we're just seeing more and more good things coming out. So the, the interest for me is where that volume is, is definitely coming from. And we are, we are seeing the CME step up and notice how no one's really talking about the ETF anymore, which is just lovely. It's just lovely because derivative products are far more important than an ETF An ETF. It'll come, it'll happen one day. No rush. Well, it's, it's like, I, I got this lesson about 15 years ago because Everybody kind of goes through this when they try to figure out how an ETF was put together. It's like, well, wait a minute. If I have 500 stocks in the S&P 500, does the index move the individual stocks or do the individual stocks move the ETF or what, how does this all glue together, which is first the chicken or the egg? Yep. And somebody came back to me and said, no, it's the futures contract is the underlying for the entire index. And I think that we're going to see exactly the same thing. We've already started to see that with BitMEX now. BitMEX yeah. is now actually the de facto underlying yeah. instrument for Bitcoin. Mm. And it's good so it's, because it's already happened. started to happen. And look, I've been speaking with some exchanges too recently. And I'm very impressed by um, one of them in particular. I think it's called Liquid. Um, they are linking stops with our orders, Doc. I mean, imagine that. Being able to raise an order with a stop loss at the same bloody time so that we can actually go to bed and still get the trade. I'm also seeing another big exchange or big, it's not an exchange, it's a traditional market broker, um, global and CMC markets now coming out and reaching out and asking questions, which is fantastic because they're now starting to inject more 
um, time, capital and resources into the cryptocurrency market as the demands come back. Of course, more and more products will come in. And the very fact that CMC Markets, which is a traditional market player, uh, is asking more about this and looking to relaunch, so to speak, it's a really positive thing because I know who they've got within their groups. I've presented for them for years on end uh, when I was doing foreign exchange and all the other projects. Uh, uh, markets I was trading. So that is a knock on the door of more people want um, access to this volatility. That's another positive sign. I, I just think we're seeing a, um, we're seeing a bull rush of, of interest, uh, of opportunity. And I really do believe that um, all the smarter money is waiting for this pullback. There's money on the sidelines that we can't see right now. And they're waiting to get their entry. And I, I'm really looking forward to that next entry because that next entry, when it comes, I mean, there's no reason why that can't push us on to 15, 16 and above. You know, we, we could see big highs. Isn't, come. isn't it amazing how this has turned into just a one coin market again? Yeah. It, I, it's, mean, uh, it, I, I would not have anticipated this. I, you know, we're not getting the altcoin rush like we did two years ago. No, but we also haven't seen that same level of uh, euphoria yet. I mean, if you look at the Bitcoin search engine on Google, sorry, the Bitcoin search uh, results on Google, uh, if you look at it in 2017, it was, you know, mega, mega, mega. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not ticked up too much here. So it's a different money coming in at the moment. Um, there's, they just start to tick up and it will tick up again. It's a good indication for knowing when, you know, it, the old, what do they say on Wall Street, when your shoe shine or your taxi driver is telling you about the markets, you know it's time to exit. Um, it's a very similar thing that I like to look at amongst other things. It's one of the, one of the factors that helps me to go, okay, this puppy's now getting crazy. It's massively overextended. Everyone's trying to get into it. It's a good time for me to be getting out of it, you know, and we haven't <laughs> seen that just yet. So coming back to your question of your comment, sorry, about the alts. Um, as we see that uh, more, I don't know, as we see more people coming in, more fresh faces, shall we say, do you think that we will see the alts do what they did in 2017 or did it just do that because it was an immature market with immature money? I believe this time around, we're already starting to see, I think, how this is going to play out, which is going to be a far reduced set. It's not going to, it's not going to be because what I saw happen in 2017 was exactly what I saw with tech stocks happen in 98, 99, like anything with a, with a dot-com domain and an idea was getting all kinds of money thrown at it. And that is not going to happen the next time around. No. So we're still not there with STOs. STOs may take the place of ICOs and they're going to be legitimate. They're going to be very good. Their day will come down the road. But I think the, the actual number of coins that actually ramps up this time driven by Bitcoin is going to be maybe below 20 yeah. that really get any kind of a pump to yeah. this. Plus, a, a lot of altcoins still, unless you can trade them versus Tether or something like that, are going to get destroyed because of Bitcoin being in the denominator. So you have to find a different way to trade them too. Yeah, finally, I, mean, I watched this in 2017 and I was just you know foaming at the mouth looking at, um, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities on Bitcoin and various other in the top 10, which we can get margin at. But um, seeing the, like, and again, at the moment, doing my scans every day and looking at the top 150 going, oh, please, somebody give me a product to short these. They are so, it's just right. such easy money. I mean, even EOS Bitcoin, like I was, I was looking to short that. I actually raised an order to short that on BitMEX of all places. I didn't go to Bitfinex, which probably had more volume and I'm pretty annoyed with myself on that one. <laughs> um, but I, I raised my order and then as I hit clicking, went, raise it. I went, I looked at it and went, 
my order is about a hundred times bigger than anybody else's. And look, it wasn't <laughs> like, it, I'm not saying that as, you know, I'm Billy Big Balls here with big money. It was just that everybody else's orders were so small, was so thinly traded. I'm like, it's EOS, Bitcoin. Now that went on to be about a 30 to one trade. And I, I'm just like, I look at it each day when I'm doing the scan going, oh, okay. Mistake there, Craig. You should have gone across to Bitfinex and seen what volume was there. But um, it's just fascinating to see that the trading side of these pairs is still, it's a real niche at the moment. There's still so much room for development for people like us to, um, to maximize that by introducing people to a safe way of trading um, by managing risk. It's not that difficult. Hey, so you're taking your act out on the road. Yeah. Here. Yeah, pretty excited about that. So we're doing, um, we're doing all, we're doing uh, Bris- uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, Tasmania. So, and then off to uh, New Zealand by the look of it as well. Next year, we want to go to the States and over to London at a minimum. So um, pretty pumped about that. So we just got a registration page and we just get people to put in their city so that we know where we're going next. So it's, it's kind of cool watching, you know, uh, Europe, and the US fight it out to see where we go first. <laughs> um, and look, at, the good thing about it too is that it's not just about, you know, going out and having a show on the road. Because uh, that's really fun. I, I love doing that stuff because you get to meet people and they ask you questions. I get to sharpen up on some of the content stuff because, you know, I, I've been trading this market now for nearly two years, 21 months, 23 months now or 22, whatever it is. And um, I've picked up a lot of additional things um, that I want to include into it. Now I've got the reason to include those things and people get to meet people in their own city. So they get to have their own little communities, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of work to do, but I'm really excited about it. Eh? We're coming to your backyard in about uh, two months. Uh, Altcoin magazine is doing a, a, uh, just a, a mastermind workshop down in Bali. Oh, cool. So it's uh, it's a thirty hour flight for me, but so we're going to be in your backyard down there, which is probably only a thousand miles away from you. But have you been about uh, it before? No, no, I haven't. I'm due. It's cool. It's a lovely place. Just yeah, don't go to the main center of Bali because it's um it ain't so sweet. But there are some beautiful the north of Bali. I, I like the north of Bali. Go go to a chalet up there. But uh, you'll you'll like it. And make sure you stay for a while or pop over this way. But um, Altcoin Magazine, yeah, they're doing some good stuff. They're doing some good stuff. But um, what's going on in your community? I mean, you you've got a lot going on. I mean, how? I mean, you went away for a little while. Um, obviously, you took a holiday. Since you've come back, uh, have you seen the you know the interest having changed, shifted? Are we are we more positive over your side of the world as well? Oh, you know, it felt like throughout 2018, we were like, hey, you know, like, this is going to get better, you know, and it's it's almost like we were talking into a vacuum for a while there, you know, and like trying to come up with reasons for, but we were, during the whole time, we were like getting people ready, getting people ready, getting people ready. And the, one of the things that I've, I've noticed that it's made a huge difference is some of the basic things, some of the basic advice that we give to people. And you and I, I think, give very similar advice, like just simple things like don't enter a position until you define your stop first, you know, like, which seems obvious, but it's something that nobody does. Mm. You know, just simple things like that. People are starting to latch onto that and they're doing much, much better with this bull now. And they're not chasing aftermarkets like they used to be. So, just taking the average retail investor that has no knowledge about how to, how to deal with markets and 
you know, they're going to go through a learning process. And the first thing I see people do is like, oh, this market makes no sense. <laughs> That's right. It, it is not based on logic. It is markets are irrational because people are irrational. And so all the things that you've learned in your professional life, you can throw them away yeah. because none of them apply towards the actual market and the way that it moves. So I'm out there trying to teach people to unteach them all the bad habits that, that we learn about risk and reward and things like that and try to understand, you know, teach them to understand how markets move. And it's, it's a challenge that, I, you know, it's never going to, it's never just going to click in. It takes, it takes several of these cycles before people all of a sudden like, oh, now I see what you were saying. Yeah. So that, that's the eternal challenge here. Well, it's, but it's, it's not just in this market either. I mean, look, you know, I've been working in lots of different markets, as have you, for a number of years. I'm pretty much solely focused on this one now in crypto. But I mean, it's always easier starting with a blank canvas. Um, you know, people say, oh, I've done some trading before, so I should pick it up pretty quickly. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. Uh, you might also need to relearn some stuff. I mean, prime example is um, I had a woman uh, start with this in October of last year. So basically trading through um, just, just bear market, you know, bear market until now. Now about a month ago, she said to me, I've, I've just done a hundred percent of return on my portfolio. Now she's dealing with some money. Uh, it's not like, you know, a 20, uh, so it's not like a, a small account. It's not a 20 grand account, something like that. She's, she's dealing with some decent money. She's never had any trading experience before in her, in her lifetime to do a hundred percent in that amount of time. Um, it just shows that you like people that sit in the sidelines and go, oh, I, I, I want to do this and this and this and this and this first. Don't, don't find somebody that you can relate to. You know, if somebody's strategy, you go, Oh, I just, I don't, get that, that's fine. It doesn't mean that they're not doing well. It just means if you don't gel with it, then you're probably not going to get the hang of it quickly. Find somebody that works to what you understand and then just double down on that. I think that's a really important message. I can tell from experience because I wasted a lot of time and a lot of money trying to stick together everything until I realized that the market is a pantry with 700,000 ingredients and you're very unlikely to just chuck a few things together and make a souffle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's funny also that I've seen through the passage of time, when I first started investing, there was no social media. The internet was still in its infancy back then. And people pretty much had to figure this out on their own, yeah. unless they could find a, a mentor. And then we went into this world of social media where you go onto Twitter and everybody's an expert. And Hell the problem yeah. is that the amount of damage that that creates to people where they start to follow all these other people and they've got 10 different opinions and 20 different actions and they're following 300 different coins. And so a lot of people have learned to like socialize their decisions. And I'm like, you're becoming part of the herd again. This is exactly what you don't want to do is to fall into that thing. So you've got to refine your approach. And, and a lot of times, you know, following somebody like yourself, that can help you sort of navigate those waters and refine things. So you're, you're very good at one, one thing. And that's all yeah. that it takes in this business. That's just got to get good at one thing. Put the blinkers on, get laser focus and who gives a shit what anyone else is saying, because it's important <laughs> that you don't get distracted. <laughs> Absolutely. So Absolutely. doc, what are you coming up, mate? And where can we find out more about uh, what you are doing now that you are back from uh, hopefully the sunny UK? You can always find us on YouTube. We're putting out uh, anywhere from two to three videos a week. Yep. Uh, so my partner Mav puts out more stuff like about the future of cryptocurrency and where things are going. 
and I stick more to a trader focus because all I care about is the price, man. And mm -hmm. so just trying to help people from left and right fields of crypto, you can find us on YouTube at Ready, Set, Crypto. You can find us at ReadySetCrypto.com and stick your email in there, get on our list so you can find out what we're thinking on a daily basis. Awesome. Well, Doc, it's a pleasure as always, mate. We do this show monthly. I look forward to the next one. Don't go away on holiday again because I like talking with you. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Craig. Thanks you guys so have a great time. night. Appreciate yeah. it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Thanks, have a great day. Bye for now.